Lord have mercy, look at how the time goes. Three, Seems two, I'm so much one. Older than hey, everybody years. out there, and welcome to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. I am, as you know, the host of the, this podcast. My name is John Allen, and today I have with me a fantastic guest. He, he is a Norwegian. Uh, English is not his first language, he wanted me to say, but uh, I just think it's a charming accent. His name is Raymond Olsen. Hello, Raymond. Hi, John. Nice to have you. Thank you for doing this, man. Well, thanks for having me. I mean, this has been, we've been talking about this for a while, and, and I think it's cool that we finally made it happen, even during this crisis and stuff. Yeah, you know, um, I actually, I had forgotten when I first uh, got the thought of doing this podcast, I think you were the very first person I discussed it with, and I said right away I would like to have you on. So that's a few months ago, and it took a little time, but here we are. Now you've here we are. yeah here yeah. we are now you've been uh, you, you mentioned the crisis everything with the corona and and everything is shut down and people at home, but you have found a very interesting way to use this time wisely. You are doing uh, I guess in English it would be called the digital stage, digital uh, sand in Norwegian, and you guys are just kicking ass with this concept. What is it? Tell us about it. Oh, well, <clears throat> the long story is, uh, <laughs> excuse me, uh, well, it started out as <clears throat> just like, you know, this Corona thing hit off um, and everyone was uh, baffled and, and we, nobody knew what was going to happen. Right. Like with all musicians, all the stage techs, all the sound engineers, the lights, all of this Um all these people that are suddenly overnight unemployed, you know, they're not yeah. supposed to be gathered in, in crowds and stuff. Right. And a good friend of mine, uh, Torgrim, um, he sat home late one night and he thought, you know, we need to do a group that's called Digital Center and give the people I know um, a platform to sort of stream their, their shows. Maybe maybe this, maybe someone wants to pay something for it. Let's just see what happens. And he, he started it thinking there was going to be like a couple of hundred people in there, you know, good friends yeah. gathering. I went to sleep, got up next morning, and there was like thousands of people in there. Now, anyway, now, now, now for, those who are, for those who are listening, this is a live stream service that you guys started, and it is based on Facebook. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Sorry, yeah. I, I wasn't clear on that. No, uh, it, it was actually, yeah, it was done on Facebook. Um, and it was supposed to be like just a Facebook group that yeah. people could gather and 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 be a community, like musical-wise. And and he was thinking about um, photographs and, and videos and theater and all of these people that are um, that have been affected by this. So basically, he, he's a photographer and a journalist and a... Um, and an author, book author. Yeah. So, so he's a really creative guy and he kicked this off. And, and I was in there seeing that things sort of, you know, people <laughs> can be cruel. They're, they're seeing stuff uh, online and they're throwing their words around. Sure. People get those, so, inter- they get internet muscles, social yeah. media muscles. <laughs> <clears throat> That's true. So I think at one point there was like three or 4,000 people in there and I was, and they're looking, and and some of the people, some of the comments were rather nasty. So I saw I just, that. Yeah, people were kind of negative. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, not kind, you not had kind a lot of, of. They were cruel, straight up cruel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you, you know, <laughs> uh, to some degree, I can I can relate to what they were thinking because there was a lot of strange stuff going on on that page in the early days. <clears throat> yeah, because uh, now now, of... now we're talking about top quality concerts with top quality artists. <laughs> but but what what were some of the weird, uh, strange things that came in the first days of this group? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, um, and when you have like people, and I'm not talking about young people, um, up to age people running around their their front porch with their tiger thongs on uh, <laughs> and a guitar and uh, and gluing their bank account number on, on the screen and playing some uh, some Norwegian wannabe hit song. Yeah. Um, it, it sort of sparks an anger in people because they're, they're like, and, and that's the weird thing um, that I've discovered during this because the public was like, they were loving it and they were hating it. Uh, and I think that's the, the general, that's the gold of this group. Because it oh, yeah. grew How so? so fast. I mean, it was it was incredible. Now we're a hundred and fifty thousand people in there. Yeah, and and that number <clears throat> fascinates me because Norway is a country of <laughs> just a little bit over five million people. So to have yeah. a culture related an art related um, social gathering online on social media, and to have over a hundred thousand people fascinates me. That tell- yeah, and it, it fascinates everyone, and, yeah. and that's sort of um, uh, well. I'm I'm going to come back to that part of the story later on, because okay. <clears throat> uh, so I was just going on a rant on the page saying that you know people behave, be good to each other. Yeah, we're here for the same reason. Uh, yada yada yada. You know. Yeah. And Togren calls me up and says, "Hey, man." You want to help me do this? Uh, I need people to to help me moderate this this site because I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to start a community <laughs> for friends. Uh, but he was sort of foreseeing enough to see that <clears throat> this could be big. He saw uh, the potential right fun. away. Yeah, yeah, he he did. Uh, but he never dreamed about this being as big as it is now, though. Uh, so we got together uh, um, four people, and um, the groups numbers just rised. I mean, we went to bed at 10,000 and we got up at 60,000. That's uh, just fascinating. The, Absolutely yeah, fascinating. Yeah, and it was crazy. Well, for and me... We, we, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, when we started pushing 100, it was like, what's going on? This is... There's something weird going on here. So we got this... I don't know who. Uh, one of the guys uh, knew some girl who was just... Um, being, I don't know the word for it, the, um, out of work from her place. Uh-huh. Um, she worked at, at a event company called uh, Giro. Uh, and she is like a, a social media expert at some sorts. Um, What's her name? And Give her a shout Talia. Yeah. Talia. Yeah. Talia. Yeah. Talia. Yeah. That's, um, and she's been gold for our group. She's sort of straight. She was like, this is cool. I love this. Uh, this is unheard of that the rate we are growing. So she came came in with like the know how on how these things work. So you guys had basically the 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 vision, and she came in with the technical know how as far as how to implement that vision. 
Oh man, it looks like we lost you. You there? Wow. Looks like we have lost the connection to Diamond. John, you there? There we are. Now oh, there you, you are. I lost yeah. you. Sorry, you need yeah. to do it again. Yeah. No, what we had said, uh, or what the last thing we caught was that um, you had, uh, you guys had the vision for this and you started to get people in and then you, 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 um, you connected up with Talia. What's her last name, Talia? Uh, Talia Sofia Gran. Talia Sofia Gran. And you, you, you connected with her and then she kind of had the, the technical know-how uh, to spread this throughout social media. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, and that was gold for us because we, I mean, let's face it, we're a bunch of middle-aged, uh, middle-aged men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know the business. I mean, we're, we're uh, personal, I'm a sound engineer from, from core and, um, this guy's a photographer, Torgrim, uh, excellent photographer uh -huh. and journalist and, and book author. Uh -huh. And, um, we had this other guy is, uh, like a very skillful musician. And then there's a video photographer, um, who's been working on, on the Norwegian hit series before in nurse actually. Okay. Yeah. So um, you guys knew the business, you, you know, the business. You know how we know to the business. Yeah, we know the people. We know the mechanisms. Uh, but we had no idea about social media. <laughs> we, <laughs> I mean, we can use it. We we yeah. we know like Facebook and and Twitter and all that fancy stuff. Um, but how to actually implement it business wise and how to implement it like working that's a whole different ball game well you guys are certainly well on your way uh if i understood correctly uh you guys have actually consolidated this into an official business it's not just for fun it's it, this is a business now this is something that you guys plan on expanding on and continuing with uh, regardless of what happens with the coronavirus yeah, that's <clears throat> that's true, and and that's not just us. I mean, that's sort of uh, bounced off the the back of the business. So they they are talking about it, and they want to uh, they see us as a natural part of it going on. So, because the thing that happened that as we like pushed a hundred hundred people, hundred thousand people, hundred twenty thousand people, and there were a lot of amateurs on this site so it sort of pushed away the professionals we lost the crowd that we originally started the page for yeah i would imagine a lot of so-called hobby musicians were like oh my gosh this is my chance to be heard and they may yeah. have good intentions but maybe they didn't have the quality in their musical product to attract a crowd am i right is for sure i mean the, the the first 14 days were insane i mean you have yeah. we 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 are manually moderating page you have no idea how much weird stuff i've seen during this <laughs> I, can't imagine. Page. I mean it's um if you think that guy in in the uh, tiger thong with his guitar on his front porch <laughs> is weird that's nothing do you I mean, have the norwegian equivalent <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 crazy so so, so when it um, comes to moderating that page um how okay walk me through it how does it work okay i'm a musician I want to be seen on your live stream page on Facebook. Uh, I can't just connect into Facebook and start filming myself. How does it work? How do you guys control who gets on? That's an excellent question. Um, 
Well, in, in the beginning, it was like we, we were just throwing everything on the wall. Uh, you know, the discussion page on the group and everything went out there. And it was like, it was completely anarchistic yeah. uh, there. And we had to sort of uh, take it back a bit because there was a lot of uh, complaints about everything going on there. Uh, and But we didn't want to like kill it either. So th- that was the fascinating part of that. You got to find the balance. Yeah. You got to find a balance. How yeah. do you keep the quality, but how do you let people? So what, technically what, what's going on, if you want to stream uh, a show through us, uh, you could go about it. Like uh, one of the ways that a lot of people do, they just like start a live stream and yeah. they post it on our wall. Like they, they start a live stream on our, um, on the actual group wall, yeah. the discussion page. Yeah. And, for that to work, it requires that one of us is like ready to hit accept I see. on that moderator button. Yep. Uh, then, then you're good to go. I mean, you can just fly away. That's simple. Um, you guys just click accept, and then they're off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, we lost Raymond again. For those of you who are listening, I am talking with Raymond through a. Um, some sort of internet chat thing, which of course relies on a good Wi-Fi signal. I don't know if it's his signal or mine that keeps fading out. To be honest, there's there no now, way we, we lost you. I lost, I lost you for a second again. Okay. So if we uh, go yeah. back, if we go back to what you were saying, um, what were you I saying? Turn off my <laughs> camera. Maybe that will help like that. Oh, there's a okay. cool picture that came up. That's a good yeah. promo picture. You stand there with a guitar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not sure what you were saying when we lost you, but, but, uh, uh yeah, I, th- I think it was about, you know, how to, uh, what's going on when you start to stream at our page. Yes. Cause so, we so, need to allow you and that people don't really understand that we are actually live people who has to push a button to lay you in there. Okay. So, when so it this starts is good information. Like, oh. This is good information then to get out there so that people don't yeah. get frustrated. In other words, they have to coordinate directly with one of you guys, which now how do they do that? Can they send you guys yeah. a message, a private message and say, Hey, my name is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm John Allen. I want to perform at uh, five o'clock tomorrow evening. Can we, can we schedule that? In other words, do they have to contact you just like I described and, and schedule a performance? I'll I'll get right into that in just a minute. Um because that is not we we are not scheduling appointments the regular group page. No. Okay. Okay. You there? That's not we are I mean we have a there's always someone around to push that button. Okay. But not necessarily within the first half hour if you're unlucky i see um, so, so it's so it's dependent so what upon, you can do it's dependent upon one of you guys being on facebook and seeing that someone is requesting to come in and live stream and when you see that you click approve and, then they're, and then they're going okay i see wow we lost Raymond again a bigger crowd there you are now you're back are we are we Oh, this is no good. Yeah, it keeps uh, it keeps blinking in and out. Still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I can tell. That's sort of weird. Hold on. Let me just check my. 
Everybody is getting this. My connection this. is good here. All of my listeners are getting this as it happens. <laughs> I, t- I never edit the thing. Yeah. Is, what, they, they get what they get. But that's okay. They understand, you know, this is, uh, this is through uh, a Wi-Fi connection, and it can uh, be a little bit shaky. So, Yeah, let's see what happens. Um, right now, I hear you okay. just fine. Okay, so... Yeah, that's good. So what's happening is if you want to be sure to to be streamed, uh, you'll have to uh, open an arrangement, an event through our page. Yep. Then you mm-hmm. can stream directly into that page, that event. Okay. Then you, yeah. Then we do. We don't have to moderate that. That's just that's going naturally. I so, see. So and that brings us back to what, like, if you think the analog. Uh, world of music you have to do the promotion you have to do getting the crowd in the door you have to do all of these things instead of just throwing the music in the people's face you know i've been thinking a lot about that um one thing that i in relation to that one thing that i notice among norwegian musicians um norwegian musicians have a tendency to kind of brush aside the money-making side of music. And they, they'll they say, whether they mean it or not, they'll say, ah, I don't care about the money. I just want to perform. Okay, you know, you can be the 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 the, the grungy type of musician and act like you're doing <laughs> it just for the love of it. And doing it for the love of it is fine. But also, one has to think of the money-making possibilities there. So along with that comes the whole aspect of promotion, I, it's one thing for me to sit here and play. It's another thing for me to sit here and play and make money to finance further recordings, to finance further promotions and whatnot. So um, getting on your page that has um, 150,000 viewers is great, but it's better if you have let as many of those 150,000 viewers know as possible let them know that you're going to be on there. Get them to watch you, and then that just furthers your legacy as a musician. So the promotion, that's true. yeah. So the promotion side of it is extremely important, and uh, that's a whole other aspect of social media. That people, it would do them good if you're an artist of any kind. It would do you some good to learn the promotion side of social media. Facebook ads, uh, Google ads, uh, Instagram ads, and whatnot to let people know what you're doing. For sure. I mean, yeah, um, it, it's like a picture. We have one hundred fifty thousand people uh, in in line to the to the club. Yep. So we need to get them into uh, the club to to watch the show, and they are there. We we are throwing posters at them, and but they still have to get through that door to to seek out that concert. Yeah. Um, and but but it's a big crowd. I mean, it's it's a fantastic opportunity for publicity. Absolutely, and that's what I'm telling people. You know, because what we've done now, we've we saw the. I had a phone, uh, couple, three weeks ago. I had a phone call that sort of changed the face of Digital Senna. Yeah, because this guy called me up and he says, "Okay, listen, I want to buy the spot between nine and eleven uh-huh. on Saturday." Uh huh. And I'm like, yeah, how are we going to do that? Uh, I don't know. You figure, you figure it out. <laughs> and I was like, okay, how are we, how are we going to make this happen? So that led, that spiraled 
to a concept that we're called uh, it's it's now been called digital Senate pro yeah just sort of um, telling of professionalism i mean it's product it's professional product professional production professional artists um so that when the people see our design on the label when they see the design on our on our ads they should know that okay these artists are good this uh, this is a good production this is not this guy in tiger thong on his porch <laughs> so so in other words you have two levels of this concept one is called yeah. Digital Sen or Digital Stage in English, but it's actually written yeah. Digital Sen. And at the end, I'll spell that out for the non-Norwegian speakers. And then yeah, you have exactly. Digital Sen Pro. And the distinction is the quality of the production um, and maybe the level of, of, of the artist uh, uh, and the, quali- the, the, the quality of the production, in other words, is exactly what it says in the name, Pro, Professional. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um so and and what we're doing specifically, if, if you as an artist, um, if you're being picked up, if you could call it that, or or you contact us and, and you want to be featured on the pro part, um, there's as of now uh, the management are contacting us, one, wanting to do this. Um, so what's hap- uh, what's happening is that you book an appointment with between we, we sort of made this core time between uh, 7 and 10 Wednesdays to Sunday okay yeah. and be- between that that that's a uh, an important time frame I'll get back to that um, so what happens if you book a, uh, a slot with our page the pro page and then you get like the promotion you get the design of the event you get the, um, the technical know-how the follow-up um, and when you show airs, we glue it to the top of the group with 150,000 followers. Yeah. Uh, and we close down the, um, the rest of the group um, as on the wall. So when, as a pro artist, when you have your show, there's nothing new going on on the wall below you. So the focus is funneled towards that pro artist yeah. in their show. I see. Yeah. And it's up to the artists themselves to ensure that the sound quality and the feed into the live streaming is, is proper. You guys don't get involved in that, right? You just open the portal, but the artist themselves is responsible for the sound quality and whatnot. To some, yeah, to some degree, we are doing everything on our part to, to ensure that everything is good. We, um, we ask uh, ask questions. Uh, what kind of production do you have? Because the thing is, it's not all about the artists. We want to provide for the camera guys. We want to provide for the lights. We want to provide for the sounds. So okay. that when you do a show through Pro, we want you to include other people. That's sort of the the aspect of it. Exactly, because it is a entire environment it's not just the artist but there is a production team around them that also is looking for a new way for exposure and for income that's true that's yeah. true yeah um and that's sort of the the base the core idea of everything that we're doing uh, yeah. in the first place and then it's been uh, it's been professionalized through the pro stage so 
And we're thinking further on. We're thinking, uh, talking to uh, artists, talking to to technicians, to uh, management, booking, stuff like that. We all see that this has some some life after this corona crisis thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely, yeah. So we are all thinking on how to make this a solid foundation because let's face it facebook is not the best way to uh to stream concerts it's not the like it's not the most stable form that you can operate on so what are you thinking of in the for the future then are you thinking of your own website or that would be that would be the coolest that would be absolutely fantastic um yeah. I, i don't see a life without Uh, we lost you again. Facebook, because we sort of built our hair. Our hair and the, oh, okay. Can oh, you hear me now? You now I hear you. Okay. Yeah, you can't imagine yeah. a life without Facebook. Facebook is important. But as, yeah, you, say, true. But so, as you say, it's not your format. It would be kind of nice to bring that within your own house, so to speak. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, have it, it would be nice to be able to control, you know, whatever's going on yes. with uh, the stream, with the page, um, and sort of uh design it the way we want yeah. Um, so yeah we'll, we'll see what happens i mean we we are discussing a lot of ideas and maybe none of them will come through and, and maybe some of them will we don't know right now because we are it's so early in the process we are still learning we are still trying to build this house it's like i said we are building the boat while we were it. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. But I tell you, uh, that's a pretty solid boat that you guys have got going so far. Hats off to you guys. I, I just think it's, <laughs> I think it's fascinating. I think it is absolutely fascinating what you guys have gotten, uh, gotten up, uh, off the ground here. Um, I would love to be. And it's <laughs> super fun. I mean, it, it's, it's so rewarding in a, in a way. I mean, yeah, sure. we, the pro, the, the pro page is, it's a, pay service uh, obviously because we need to we need to get some income to this sure. uh to ensure the the livelihood of it um but sure. just um just the audience the feedback and uh, the people you were talking about how we how we uh what was it yeah um how we make sure that the productions are good um yeah it started off yeah it started off uh, we have some really good Uh, call it partners or, or friends that we sort of push bands and, and artists through. Uh, one of them being uh, Norsk Lyd Studio in Mjøndalen. Oh, uh, I love those guys. Them. Shout out to them. I've worked with yeah. them before. I love those guys. Yeah. They have done an amazing job. I mean, did you see that show with Backstreet Girls on Saturday? No, I did not see that. I was actually in my own studio doing some recording. But I, I, I saw some pictures and I saw maybe, maybe 10, 15 seconds of that show and it just looked and sounded great. Yeah, it did. I mean, they've created a solid base up there. They've been doing... You there? Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, people. We... Yeah, and streaming parts. Yeah, there we are. Now you're back. You said after they... That, you, after you... that show with... Oh yeah. Can you can you back up a little bit? You said that uh, uh, Noshklid Studio has that. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know, uh, Noshklid Studio is a local, uh, f uh, local, well known, nationally known um, 
music studio. Uh, tons of well-known Norwegian artists go there to record. Those guys uh, do a fantastic job. I was fortunate enough to work with them at some point. So you were talking about them creating a good atmosphere for that show that they had last Saturday, that live streamed through your, through your page. Yeah, it was quite fun because the day before we had um, uh, a well-known national artist, uh, Heine Tutlan, and uh, he did like this 50s rock and roll show and the drummer was in one room and the bass player in another room and they were standing in a big room um, performing and it, and it looked really cool and it sounded amazing. Yeah, uh, One of the best sounds that I've heard actually on on this whole stream adventure. Uh, and... The next day, they're going to have Backstreet Girls, who, for those who do not know, is a super well-known Norwegian rock band. It's like straight out of L.A.'s sleaze rock band. Yep. You no, know, it's um, it's really, really cool. Those guys got um, some hard rock and roll. I, li- I, li- I like their sound. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're, they're hardcore. The people are hardcore. The guys are, are really, they're legends in Norway. Yes. Uh, in their own state. And yes, they are. And they went into this and they're like, well, we can't play like this. We can't be standing in, in different rooms. We need to gather in this big room. So they had to, to throw everything up and, and rearrange everything and put up lights and smoke machines. And the guys at the studio just, okay, let's do this. <laughs> so, and, and they, I mean, they maxed it. They, they did you know what so kind well of, that. Do you know what kind of camera equipment they used? I think they yeah they're pro cameras. They have a, a couple of guys with uh, a lot of knowledge, know how uh, from TV productions and stuff. And that's in so those guys work in house at Norskleid Studio, right? Yeah, yeah, they've been brought in for yeah. this uh, for this events. That's just fantastic. So that is uh, yeah uh, they they've been really really taking care of this whole situation and we are so fortunate to be having a collaboration with them and <clears throat> on the back end of that you know every rock band in Norway go- <laughs> comes to say oh we want to do exactly like Patrick Girls yeah. is that that's the first gig people say that's the first gig that sort of uh, took away that be on a stage and play for an an empty uh, crowd. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this now. Okay, so so a uh, a mid level rock band sees the Backstreet Girls show and they contact you and they want to do that same type of production. Is that or let me ask you how feasible is that? Because I would imagine there are some production costs. You know, Norskleid yeah. Studio isn't going to do that for free. You know, the cameramen are not going to work for free. How can these bands? How can an average band use? the digital send pro the digital stage pro feature that you guys have is it feasible for a mid-level band to be able to finance that can you talk about that well that's a good question um for our on our behalf it's like uh well in norway now before this whole part it's like um i play in a band uh, i guess we're going to come back to that later yes and for sure. yeah. if we if we wanted to play one of the big stages in norway or even the smaller one like the pub stages yeah we'd have to put down uh, a certain amount of money up front yep. from our pocket to pay them to say okay we want to play here um and we have to pay for the gear and the sound engineer yeah um and then we'll go and play for the door mm-hmm. like we're with no minimum income. 
Yeah. So that's sort of what's happening uh, on Digital Sam Pro. You're playing for the door. You yeah. have to pay uh, for the services that we provide. Yeah. But you are playing for the door. Yeah. Uh, so that's a consideration you have to do, and that's that brings me back to that whole um, that whole promotion. Back to deal. the quality of the act and the yeah. quality of the promotion, because when you say. Play, playing for the door. Non-musicians may not know what that means. What that means basically is that you are, um, you know, you pay your cost to uh, to to perform uh, for the for the sound man and for the uh, the sound equipment. And then playing for the door means you take a cover charge, and whatever you get from that cover charge is yours. Now, on the digital stage that you guys have, um, I don't know about other countries, but in Norway we have a solution where there is a number. Sometimes <coughs> it's a phone number. Sometimes it's another number that people can actually wire money. Uh, yeah. online over to the artist and uh, to be able to see musicians use that to continue to make a living uh, is I think it's just a beautiful thing again it goes right back to what you guys are doing you guys have opened a whole new possibility for musicians to to uh, make an income I think you're saving uh, a lot of musicians who might go under during these days because they have no way of making an income. But not only that, you've also opened the door for this thing to continue in the future after society gets back to some resemblance of normal, of normality. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the first 14 days were insane. People were throwing money at the people uh, online doing concerts. I mean, you, you could actually be doing... Um, like a pub set with uh, yourself and a guitar and just playing cover songs at your living room and you could pull in like 50, 60,000. It was the first week, first couple of weeks were insane. That's about five, uh, $6,000 for my American yeah. listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would imagine it's kind of calmed down now or, or, or has it, do you, do you have any, yeah. do, do you, do you know anything about what's going on with the income for these artists these days? Yeah, it, I mean, it's plummeted. It's uh, people are now getting more sparse with their money, as they yeah. should be. Sure. You ask me, you know, yeah. pay for, pay for quality. Uh, and so, I've, while we have taken a lot of hits for opening this world of everything, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, on this page, people are all the pro people are are sort of frowning upon us, and they're asking about uh, like um, uh, tonal fees, which. Is like the the uh, yeah I don't yeah. know the American equivalent, um, but you have to pay a fee to an organization that that provides for musicians. Yeah, basically. in the state in the states that would be ASCAP or BMI. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, that's the bro the broadcasting fees. You know, when 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 artists pay, play, uh, uh, I'm sorry, when artists get played on the radio, there is a fee that the radio station has to play has to pay, and then that fee goes further to the artist. Same thing. Yeah, that's true. So, so uh, have you guys fixed that? Even, though? Have you guys fixed that solution though? Yeah, yeah, we have. We have. Yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of back and forth. Um, I'm going to mention that uh, in a second. Just bring me back to that. I will. But uh, for the the money wise, it's now we see more of a level headed construction of everything. Um, we have. We are no guarantee for income. I mean, no. we've had completely unknown artists coming off the street, uh, not pulling any money at all, yeah. doing pro shows. Um, and for those kind of artists uh, that we sort of 
uh, open the door for because because that's there are two ways into this pro world. One is that we sort of call it discover you. We like what you're doing. We want to put you out there. Um, if you just do the cost for studio time and everything, um, we'll do sort of a split deal event. Yeah. So. And that's the one way. And the other one is being endorsed or, or by a management or you sort of, you are a well-known artist. Yeah, yeah. And you pay for our services. So that's yeah. sort of the two ways in. Um, and we have discovered, like last night, we had uh, this call, uh, Axel, this guy called Axel on, on stage. Uh, he's been doing really good on the digital stage, the group, uh, doing like uh -huh. his own shows. Um, I think I've seen that guy, yeah. Camera phone. Yeah. Uh, so I had some discussions with him. And I said, you know what, let's do it a pro show. Uh, get in and get your people gathered and film and sound good. And we'll put you on a pro stage. So I was at quite a nice concert. Um, and that... <laughs> He sort of that that's really a good story from yesterday because I talked to the guys and it sounded while he was playing, he sounded not to my ears, not as good as he did when he was playing back home. Ah, okay. Uh he seemed uncertain. He seemed like he was holding back and, and everything. Uh -huh. And I talked to the guys around him after the gig. Uh, I called up and said, uh, you know what's going on? Like, um they did the entire show first for like pre-production yeah. and it sounded awesome and then as soon as they hit send button he was taken by nerves oh <laughs> he got so nervous even though you don't have that crowd in front of you you know you it's start, there yeah if you start thinking oh shit there's a hundred <laughs> potential of hundred and fifty thousand people watching me now then then it it when that sinks in it's it's hard to to hold your composure I, i guess i understand that but for me um you know for those listening i'm also a musician and 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 i perform live it's been years since i performed live uh perform music live i do stand up uh but yeah. it's a long time since i perform music live but i tell you the idea of being in front of a crowd that that i i don't get scared i get excited i'm like all right man here we go I, my heart goes out to musicians who, who otherwise have enormous talent, but they freeze up when they get in front of a crowd. My heart goes out to them. But for me, it's the opposite. I get excited, and that's when I cut loose when I know there's a crowd out there. Yeah, but know. you see that crowd. You can feed off that crowd. Yeah, and I that's do. That's the thing. And I do, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but you can't do that just knowing how many is out there. Is anybody watching? Is there like 150,000 people watching? You, you, there's no feedback. Yeah, you know that's true. And and I've gotten a couple of offers to do stand up on 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 various. I think you and I actually talked about it. You asked me if yeah, I, we did, we did. And yeah. I and I and I politely said no. Or I hope it was polite. <laughs> I politely said uh -huh. no because I again I need that feedback. And I think especially just to differentiate between music and stand up. In a stand-up situation, my act depends on that audience feedback. I need to be able to flow within my routine based upon what people say or do or the look on their face or whatever. So I have to have a crowd if I'm going to do stand-up. But music, I again, the, just the thought of having possibly 100,000 people listening if I were to do music, that would turn me on. I would be so excited. And I, I really don't think I would have a problem with that. 
I think it would be exciting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's, and I'm, uh, <clears throat> no, go ahead. Nah, I'm, I'm just thinking that, you know, to, it wouldn't bother me at all uh, either. No, you know, no. um, uh, some people do get set up by it. So that, sure, that is, sure, it, sure. it's not as easy as playing in your living room. Uh, as soon as you get that stage lights on, you get that sound on, you get everything going. Now, this guy that so, you mentioned, um, did he do, where Where did he, where was he when he was performing? Was he up at, north in, in uh, just north of Trondheim. Okay, it was he in a real... And, and that's, that's the strength of this, and this community. Because we have, there's a lot of really good streams going on in Norway now. Yeah, um, yeah, there is. You have a, um, you have someone called Corona Ruling, who is. Oh uh, God, yes. Tell us about that. I've seen that. Tell people about that. Yeah, um, there are Oslo based. Um, uh, this guy called uh, Christopher Falk, who's like a, a legend in music Norway for promoting stuff and being and yeah into anything music. Uh, he's done an amazing job uh, pulling together all the big artists to perform at a stage uh, in Oslo called um, uh, Oh, I lost that. Um, they're mm. performing at Centralen, yeah. Centralen, yes. Yeah. So they've, they've done an amazing job for the big artists uh, for their income. So, yeah. so there's not, and, and those guys are sort of, they started off uh, promoting through our page. They started off That's doing right. their stuff and we talked to them and said, okay, guys, is it okay if we put it up on Digital Sana? And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah. And we saw the numbers, as soon as we did, we saw the numbers fly up. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that's the power of Digital Sand and people are hanging around to see yeah. good quality products. And that's the power of networking. You know, you guys reached For out sure. to somebody as big as Christoph Falk. Uh, you weren't afraid to do it and, and it gave you guys some benefits that you did. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and so we all, we both benefited from it. I mean, we grew, we grew bigger on, on their back and they grew bigger on our back. That's the power of networking. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is. So yeah, in, actually, yeah, in in its highest form. So, so you, and we uh, did that to a lot of people around. You know, okay, we like your stream. Uh, when we see what you're going on here, is it okay if we we put that on our wall? Like, yeah, for sure. So yeah, that lifted a lot of small streams around here as well around Norway. Um, now we are. The thing is, we have when we go pro. We have that uh, central and all over Norway. Yeah, because we can work with anyone. Anyone. Uh, yeah, anywhere. I mean, if it's Norway, we're branching to Sweden as we speak. Um, there's not too much to say about that, other than we have some interesting Swedish artists coming to our page, um, uh -huh. and we are sort of uh, reaching out. Through our neighboring countries to see if who, we can. Who is the biggest artist? Uh, would you? Well, I don't want to say the biggest artist. What artist has had the biggest response so far on uh, digital? Oh, Backstreet Sunday? Girls. Backstreet Girls by far. Okay. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they they broke the system. I should go back and listen to. That. Like I said, I was actually busy uh, that evening, but they. Uh, I saw like maybe 15, 20 seconds, 10, 15, 20 seconds of their show, and I saw the the video production looked fantastic. I should go back and yeah. listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, you should. And and tonight also is going to be. Uh, actually, it's it's Wednesday, uh, Easter Wednesday, and. Um, 
uh, we're having three rather different but equally interesting artists. We're, we're I'm gonna. I know you're not gonna air this today, so it's not gonna be commercial in that manner. But well, you know what? A, I am gonna. I'm gonna work hard to get this uh, uploaded and put out already today. Pretty much as soon as we hang up, I'm gonna start that oh, process fantastic. and get it out there. Yeah, yeah. So a big shout out to uh, Tove Begard, who's uh, playing uh, live from her uh, cabin up in Ål. Uh, there's this guy in um, studio called Hollybucken Productions, who's amazing guy. Uh, Can you spell I have no Tove? Idea how Can you spell Tove's last name? Uh, I'll, I'll send it to you. Send it to me, and then I'll. Uh... Oh, or you, or you can you you know what you can find her on Digital Sam Pro. There you go. Digital Sand Pro. And that is D-I-G-I-T-A-L-S-C-E-N-A. Um, I'm sorry, S-C-E-N-E-N Pro. Digital Sand Pro. Those are for the non-Norwegian right. speakers. You guys go in there and check out these shows that are coming up this evening. So you say you have three shows coming up this evening. One of them is Tova. Did you say Tova Begord? Begord, yeah. Yeah? And then uh, she's... Um, we have uh, this actually a quite legendary group called the the, um, the real thing, uh, which is like a, a, a jazz group. It's been around for ages. The real but thing. The real thing. I mean, it's now before we get yeah, too much called, into the uh, coming home. Let's podcast, just let, let's just place them in the jazz segment. Uh, the, but they're super cool. Jazz, uh, okay. They're amazing. Um, She's from LA and last but not least, we have a guy called um, Tursten Flockner, who's from the world famous group. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I froze up. Uh, hold on. Stage dolls. Stage dolls, of course. Yeah. Now they're known. They're international. Marketing services. They've been. They've been in the states, have they not? Distance is not an issue here. I'm here yeah, in Norway. I do believe Ms. so. Miss Ellen they and LA Square Design. They're in Lafayette, Louisiana. We had no uh, problems. Did we lose Raymond again? Uh, Hello, Raymond. Are you there? Through Dropbox, a couple of phone calls and email. Different show. And boom. You there, Mister? Yeah, you faded out again. Yeah. But the, the uh, stage dolls. I was saying they they performed in the stage, haven't they? Capture it in reality. I would. Re yeah, I would guess so. I do believe. Yeah. 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 Because they were they were really big at some point. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. So that's what's coming up this evening on Digital Sand. And let me spell that for everybody one more time. D-I-G-I-T-A-L-S-C-E-N-E-N. Pro. Digital Sand Pro. I got to tell you, man, you guys are just... Well, let me ask you this. When are you going to perform? Because you have a fantastic band called Mudrod. You are the lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist. And Mudrod is under um, the, your 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 album that was released a couple three months ago four months ago, was released under my um, record label in cooperation with uh, my record label Loyal Oak Productions. When are that's you, right. When are you guys going to get on there and do your thing? Uh, that's a good question. When, uh, when we have the time? <laughs> here's the record executive uh, putting some pressure on you guys. Yeah. Now. Here's that corporate pressure coming on you. No, uh, for, for people who are listening, this is not, I'm joking because at IMO and I, we have basically a handshake deal. My record label is not out there to squeeze money out of artists. I don't want any money from these guys. I just help promote them and I do some of the legwork when it comes to getting that album album up and out to the people. 
uh, this is this is that I'm and and Mudrod's project. I don't I don't have any financial interest at all. I just like the music, and I I, I, yeah, I would well, lo- like you do. Well, and I would love to see you guys be able to do it, but maybe there's some restrictions when it comes to you know the quarantine situation and all that. I don't know. Is is anybody sick? Yeah, we have. I mean, we're all family folks, yeah, and um, yeah, we yeah. got um, a policeman in our band, and he's out working every day. Um, so yeah. it's like we're trying not to gather uh, as we speak. Yeah. So yeah. and 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 we all have our hands full in. Yeah. Uh, in each well family first family first yeah so yeah family first but we had this show uh scheduled uh 9th of may yeah i had uh uh, in cooperation with yeah in cooperation with you guys was uh supposed to be a show with mudrod and dance commander an oslo band and we were going to perform here in drummond at uh at union scene and it just uh you know because of the virus and the quarantine and whatnot that show that was scheduled for the 9th of May has been canceled. And I have mixed emotions about that. I mean, it's a smart thing to do. So in a way I'm relieved that uh, the venue canceled it, but man, was I looking forward to that? What a show that would have been. That would be super cool. Oh. So are you asking me if I want to do a show on the Tolstein Pro with Mudrod? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, at some point I would love to do that. That yeah. would be that would be super cool, but right as of now, that's not an option. It's not an option. No, yeah. no we're yeah, not you... getting together. But I mean, this this phenomenon is going to live on sure. forever. So, yeah. in my head, it would be the the a smart move to do the show live on whenever the world gets back to normal. Yeah. Do the show live and then stream it su- simultaneously through yeah. the Talk Temple. Yep. Because we're getting a lot of feedback from people. I mean, it's really weird because. Uh, I have a lot of uh, mail in my inbox saying, you know, thank you guys for doing this. Because uh, as of now, I am normal. Uh-huh. So people are they're using the normality term as as it's it's weird because it's it's sort of you, as I say, you're not not normal. You are not unnormal. You are still normal. But <laughs> they feel that as a part of their society, they feel that they're part of uh, the entire society because they. Many people are stuck at home for different reasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Being, so being, I mean, it's being social, um, afraid of, of show, social gatherings. Yeah, they're being physically or mentally locked in their houses, and now everyone is. Yeah, you know. So now, so they're sitting, <laughs> they're sitting online doing watching the same shows as everyone is. So, and that is, we need to take that further on. We need to, we need to address that when the world gets back to its feet and we can walk out again and meet people and, and be in gatherings. Uh, we need to remember all these uh, people sitting at home, not being able to go out for, for different reasons. And this is what we need to do, well, what we're doing now. Well, yeah, what you're doing with uh, Digital Sen, uh, you know, Digital Stage, you guys are doing your part to bring a little bit of, yeah, not a little bit, a lot of entertainment home to people who are not able to get out. And yes, that should continue because some of us are going to get on our feet and we're going to go back out there. We're going to be active and going to work. But yes, there are some people for various reasons who will still be sitting at home and it would be nice to bring a little art into their lives when, even when society goes back to normal. Again, I think what you guys are doing is fantastic. It's a little bit sad that, that um, we are in the situation that we are in, but you guys are really, 
uh, dampening that sadness by bringing music into people, uh, into their lives, the way you're doing fan. It's just fantastic. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's not on, only a shout out to us. It's a shout out to, to an entire music and, and production community in Norway as, as a whole, because yeah. everyone is yeah. just up on their feet. Uh, and, you know, again, we are good in Norway. We are, we have the fina- financial muscles. We have, yeah, yeah. people are, are out of work. People are starving, but now we we're so far into it that we can lift our heads and and look around us and see that okay um there are people worse off than uh, than us um, yeah yeah because um, we are doing pretty good here in norway uh personally my family and i we haven't noticed any financial loss because of what's going on and i think that's true for a lot of norwegians but then there's a lot who are feeling it you know musicians for example um, but in general sure. here in Norway, yeah. we are doing so, you know, I look back and see what some people are going through back home in the U S and it's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty scary. So we are very fortunate to be, uh, to be here in Norway and have, have the social benefits that we have. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, so, but I mean that, that's not, um, saying that people can't, be you know have a tough life here in Norway as sure, well. I sure, mean, every, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Does. And you can, uh, there are. I know a lot of personally. I know a lot of people who are sitting in their houses thinking, "How can I afford to provide my family? How can I afford to 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 keep a roof over?" Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thing is you, you're not being thrown out on the street. There yeah. are always other options. Yeah, but you are not. Um, you're way of life is in danger and that yeah that hits home with everyone well yeah and that's so, why i said you know i don't want to minimize anyone else's suffering whether they're back home no. in the states or other places in the world or here in norway but but personally i recognize my fortune in that my family has not has not been financially uh, affected by this so far yeah but i do yeah absolutely there are people out there uh, who are suffering so yeah. my heart goes so, out to them. The thing is that the systems are around, the people are around, people are willing to to go the extra mile to provide. And as of now, we have a we have a, a luxury problem when it comes to this whole streaming thing because there are uh, more studios and more stages going on than there are artists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are they're like all in every corner of Norway. Uh, there are music studios and there are stages like saying, "Okay, come on, use us." I mean, yeah. we're ready. Yeah. Put something on. Yeah. Um, and the thing, I mean, earlier you could do like, if you were a big artist, you could play all the stages in Norway. You can, you know, you travel from one stage one night and you go to the next stage yeah. the next night yeah. and do all this. Now, when you do this digital thing, uh, a lot of people are thinking, oh, but I'm used up. You know, I've, I've, I've done this. <sighs> I've been online. I've done my show. What now? Um, well, I tell you, the, I have an answer for the what now. The what now is keep doing it. I tell you what, if yeah. I, <clears throat> okay, like I said, I, I don't want to do my any kind of stand-up right now because I need that crowd. But when it comes to the music, I've said this before on other podcast episodes, and you know I've had a, a very 
ser- a very intense series of, of shoulder operations. And the last yeah, operation yeah. was extremely serious. So I'm pretty much lame in my left arm. But I tell you, if it wasn't for that, if I could sit down and play my guitar for you know a half hour or more, right now I'm, I have to stop after 10 minutes. But if I could play my guitar for a half hour or more, I would get out there and I would find every single opportunity to perform digitally. So that's my answer, you know, for people who say, okay, I've done the digital thing. Now what? Well, keep going. That's my, that's my, if you can find, if you can find a digital stage that will put you on, keep going. You are an American. We are Norwegian. (laughs) We are, we are, I mean, yeah, there is, there is a difference. We need to address that to some point. Um, What are people, what, what is the thinking behind okay, I've done the digital thing, what now? What is the thinking behind that? Why would they not want I think, to keep? I think, it's about, I think it's about people are afraid of being too pushy. People are basically, you know, they, they don't want to get it. Norwegians, most Norwegians don't want to get in your face. You know, they're, they're sort of reserved uh, people. Well, maybe, and, yeah, and maybe that goes back to what I'm saying about, uh, you know, I, and I understand people freeze up, you know, when they had the thought of having 150,000 viewers on a live stream, so they freeze yeah. up. But my thought is, is, oh, wow, 150,000 people are watching what I'm doing. <laughs> let's I'm go. Gonna, let's go. Let's do this. I don't know. Uh, is, is that an American? Is that an American thing? I mean, there's got to be other people who that, have that, that kind of ambition and that kind that's of a personality thing. Oh. It's not only American thing; it's a personality thing. You know, but the thing is, I mean, as as I think as a wholesome, you know, I've been, you know, I've been to to the U.S. a couple of times uh, last year, yeah. and for, for different reasons. I mean, and I had a blast on both tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, met a lot of super interesting people. Yeah. Uh, uh, but let's face it: the Americans are as a as a wholesome, more outgoing. I mean, there are that's true, uh, very true. Th- there are a lot of hi, how you doing, and you know they're not really interested in how you doing. But if you get meet a Norwegian guy and they say, "Okay, how you doing?" <laughs> um, most of the times they're interested in listening to how are you doing. Well, I'll dis. I, I want to disagree with that because now this. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly where this. you've been, where you've been <laughs> in the states, but where I come from in Ohio, we when we ask how are you doing. We mean it. And, and I see that every time I go home uh, to visit family back home in Ohio, uh, I see it most at like a grocery store when you're in line and you come up to the cashier and they say, yeah, how you doing today, sweetheart? And you start talking and then it is a v- long verbal exchange back and forth for two, three minutes. And that conversation started with the cashier just asking, how are you doing, sweetheart? And then you start, it, it, it turns into a conversation. I don't, I don't, I've heard a lot of Norwegians say that they think it is a superficial thing when Americans ask. I didn't say it, that. Uh, you did say, you did say <laughs> that they may not, they may not really care about how you're doing when they ask. Uh, it, it's more of a, for a Norwegian, it's, it's more, um, the reason it, it, it's not a matter of how you, um, how Americans are. It's the way we as Norwegians perceive it ah okay so you're not that saying you're different. not saying that americans so, don't care you're saying that norwegians no, no, no. experience it as if they don't care as if it is a superficial yeah because it's just i mean we we, we are different see. but I see. at the yeah. same time i'm i'm willing to say that uh <laughs> an american is not an american because i've been yeah um, i've been to yeah. chicago i drove down to nashville and i've been in miami uh, florida 
and the crowds are a bit different. They're very different. I think that's something that Norwegians don't realize. They think that there is this American thing based upon what they've seen on TV, based upon, um, you know, or, uh, they, they hear about New York City or maybe they traveled to New York City or to Los Angeles and that's what they yeah. saw. That's what they know. That must be the way Americans are. Yeah, that's the same thing about us in Norwegian. I mean, you've been living where I'm from. You've been living way up north. Yeah. You know that there's a difference between very people up different. there and the, and the people down here. Very different. Sure. It's a very large dynamic within the country's borders. It's that way yeah. here in Norway, but it's also that way in the States. Um, For sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where I, The people where I come from are nothing like the people you're going to find in Chicago for example and i've lived <laughs> no, i've lived, I've lived in chicago so i know you've been to chicago so i love you know. chicago yeah i love chicago oh yeah absolutely it's a great place but the people are very different from what i'm used to from where i grew up in ohio very different um the people in ohio are very similar to your people up north all right yeah. yes and maybe that's you why that. yeah and maybe that's why i enjoyed living up north so much because it felt like home as far as the way the people the way the people are. Yeah. The openness, the friendliness, the laid back atmosphere. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I see, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now this is, um, yeah, all this stuff going on on Facebook with live streaming. And then you had mentioned that you saw a thread that I started on my Facebook wall. Um, <laughs> were you, yeah, you, you you told me uh, when we got into this uh, interview that I could ask you anything if sure. if, if I want to ask you any questions. Sure. Um, and you put this list on Facebook, uh, <laughs> like of these ten things, there are nine that I have done. One yep. is not true. Can you guess which one is not true? And you put a list up there. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of interesting things going on there. I mean, if you've done nine of these things, yeah. you know, I'm. I'm I'm impressed. I've, uh, I've had it. I've had an interesting life. Um, yeah. actually, I mean, I'm just. Well, I guess I'm you just, know one of the things you have not done, knowing your, knowing the you, I would guess that you have not sang a heavy metal cover song in Japanese nightclub. That is something that I did do. Um, when I was when I was in the active duty in the U.S. Marines, I was stationed on Okinawa, Japan. And you did not choose that yourself. I'm sorry, say again. You did not choose that song yourself. Well, 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 here's what, here's what happened. <laughs> he gives the story. <laughs> here's what happened. I, I, I'm stationed on Okinawa, Japan. And on the weekends, <clears throat> we would be in general, a group of three or four guys that would go into town to this club. If I remember right, it's called the Cannon Club on Okinawa. And in that club, they had a fantastic house band. I mean, I'm talking like virtuoso level guitar, bass, drums, and keyboard. It was a four-piece band. And they would um, sing some songs themselves, but for the most part, they would have... I remember they had this lady. She was actually in the Air Force and also stationed on Okinawa. American lady in the Air Force. And she was their main vocalist for quite some time. But after a while... Um, you know, and they would play things like Deep Purple, uh, a lot of Ingve oh, Malmsteen, um, Van Halen, Black Sabbath, stuff like that. Yeah. And I would be sitting 
always in the front row. I was because uh, I'm a fanatic for live music, so I'd be sitting in the front row, and if I knew the song, I would be singing along quite loudly. <laughs> and after a couple after a couple of weeks of that going on, the keyboardist who, uh, who if I remember right, was kind of like the leader of the band. He pointed at me you know, curled his finger and, you know, as if come up here and he pointed to the mic. Um, <laughs> they had played knocking on your door by deep purple and I had oh. been singing along. So I got up stage, got on stage. They played the song again and I sang it and I, <laughs> and I sang it well. Thank you very much. And that was the beginning of every time I would go there, they would ask me up on stage and I would sing a couple of songs. Oh man, I sang, uh, I sang Rising Force by Ingve Malmsteen, if you can remember that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, wow, what else would I, you know, all kinds of deep purple stuff. See, what people don't understand, if they listen to my music, the, the four singles that I've put out, they're very calm, quiet, acoustic songs. Uh, with a little you touch. Have that right voice. Yeah, I, I I do, but I also have a loud voice. <laughs> I I have there's a lot of different styles of music in me. Um I have a rock and roll side, but I also have an R and B side, I have a blues side, I have a jazz side, I have a funk side. So if you melt all that together. That is you get my, a John side. You get you get me. You get me. Now people <laughs> now people have only heard those four singles that I've put out, and they're very calm and quiet. Um, part of an explanation for why those songs are the way they are is because they were all recorded during a time shortly before and shortly after my last shoulder operation. So I was in a lot of physical pain. I couldn't play an electric set. I couldn't play my electric guitar and my big old heavy bass and, and all that stuff. So the songs came out acoustic, soft and quiet with a touch of pain. So those songs are quite reflective of, of what I was going through at that time. And the songs that are coming out now to fill out that album are in that same style. But again, there is another side. And I did, I did sing heavy metal songs and rock songs on a stage in Okinawa with a Japanese house band backing me up. That is a true story. Oh, loving it. Loving it. It's, it's quite interesting that you say that, you know, that um, the songs you're doing now are mellow, they're, they're calm, they're like this and that. Yeah. Um, you also have different sides. And I think that's sort of, uh, that reflects musicality. That's that. And not only musicality, but that also reflects uh, love of music. Oh yes, uh, and been, and and you know me. I mean, you you know that I'm not, I'm I'm not just doing rock stuff. No, you no, have I'm, another I side have, to yourself I, as well. Yeah, I have my softer side. Yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's. I mean, I I love doing that. Um, I love like this last uh, weeks. I don't know if you know the artist Dylan LeBlanc. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, such. I mean, I love his voice. I love his albums. Uh, and that's like on the opposite scale of what I'm doing with Mudrod, though. Yeah, uh, I love both of them. I love like I love be- sitting down with my acoustic guitar, just being super mellow, uh, playing songs like that. And I love being on stage, rocking out, you know, screaming and being pulling out my inner Ian Gillan. Yeah, yeah. So that. Um... 
Yeah, so there was that list of things that I wrote, and people were supposed to find the one thing that wasn't true. Now, a lot of people did not think that that was true, that I sang those rock songs. Was there anything else on that list that you can remember? That Yeah, I've, I've got it up here. Yeah. So, yeah. You want to go through it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay, so when scuba diving without any training, that's sort of, that's the least, um, what do you call it? <laughs> um, that's probably the one, because that that's, I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> well, yeah. So the first it, it thing I scuba diving. I mean, uh, I did. I did go scuba diving without any training. I did it twice. That's crazy. That's one of the most nuts things that I ever did. This was way back in the early '90s. I had some. Um, this was also in Okinawa. I had some yeah, Okinawan sure. Okinawan friends who were scuba divers, and they asked me if I wanted to do it, and I said yes, and I did it. <laughs> Beautiful. I did not go down very deep. I bet I was. I probably didn't go down any deeper than 10 feet. Um, there's That's a very, enough to get on this list, though. It's enough to get on this list. I did do that. <laughs> there were some people who also thought that that was the thing that was not true, but that is true. I scuba dived with no training. Yeah, because all, all these other things are sort of... Uh, it, they, they point to a rather... Um, <laughs> how should I call it? Interesting life. Well... Yeah, because you have like the, the second one. With, I, I don't think we're gonna go into every every point on this list, but you have like inserted a uh, catheter into a woman on an international flight, and yes. you actually answer that below that you have done that. I have I'm done like, that. Okay. Yeah, I was. Um, now there in the states, my job. I was a police officer, but I was also trained as a paramedic, <clears throat> and my wife, little Snoopy, hi Snoopy, she is a a nurse. So this was way back in like 2002 or three, something like that. We were on a flight. Um, I believe it was from Norway to the States. Yeah, it was on the way to the States. And this pregnant lady was very pregnant. Uh, she had pressure, enormous pressure on her bladder and she couldn't pee. And she was in a lot of pain. And uh, yeah, it was rough. And we got some medical supplies from the plane. You know, they did the thing. Is there anybody, anybody have any medical experience on this flight? So we raised our hand right away both of us. So my wife and I actually performed that procedure, inserted a catheter into this lady and, uh, and helped her out. True story. True story. <laughs> of course it's a true story. I mean, <laughs> of course, who doesn't do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. Well, I, I have no idea what, which one is going to be on this list that you have not done because all of this seems donishable. <laughs> so you, I, I have had a very interesting and complex life. I have. Um, I don't know. Should yeah. I? Should I tell? Should I just say which one is not true? <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's been sixteen hours since you posted these things, and I, I reckon I'll, some of them are, are spot on. So, which one of these ten points did you not do? What I did not do is number eight. I was not a bodyguard for a famous celebrity. Hmm. I was not. Um, that's a bummer. That's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> no, you know, um, when I first moved to Norway, people were asking me, yeah, you know, what, what kind of job do you want to do? And a lot of people suggested, suggested that I should be a doorman at nightclubs. You know, I was, you know, big in shape and all that stuff. And my answer yeah. right away was, no, are you crazy? I don't care how big and strong I am. I don't want to put myself in a situation where I have to uh, confront people physically. That's just not my yeah, thing. Um, 
That's just not my thing. So oh, yeah. along those lines, I've never been a bodyguard for a uh, oh. for a celebrity. I was a bodyguard slash driver for a colonel, uh, a lieutenant colonel in the Marines. That was actually my my job <laughs> for the most part when he, I was on Okinawa. He was probably famous within his group. He was very famous within his group. He was a badass, a former recon Marine, Colonel John, Lieutenant Colonel John Mackey. Uh, I don't know where he is these days. I don't know if he's still alive, but hats off to you, Colonel. I love you, and thank you for the good times and all of the opportunities that you gave me when I was with you on Okinawa. Yeah. <laughs> I, had this. I mean, I, I love talking to people who have great stories. I mean, who's done a lot of things. That's, that's, that gives me inspiration in life. Well, and, and likewise, you know, I, I, I like telling a good story and I like hearing good stories from other, from other people. Oh, you know what? Number five, it says, uh, uh, had a, had a two way flir flirtatious exchange with the leader of a Norwegian political party. That is true. You know who Steve Jensen is? Yeah, I do. I yes, do. of yeah. course. Everyone here. Do you have an equivalent in, in the U S I'm sorry. Say again. Do you have like a equivalent in the U S you have a, um, similar person in the U S <sighs> yeah. For those who don't know, uh, outside of Norway, Steve Jensen is the leader of, uh, a rather for Norway, a right wing party. They like to take on a lot of issues against immig uh, against immigration, or at least having stricter immigration. Uh, they've been accused of being racist and so on and so forth. So that is the party that Steve Jensen has been the leader for. The equivalent in the states, certain Trump supporters would fall in line with what Steve uh, uh, Jensen's political party. Uh, you know, and without getting into a yeah. political debate, that's just the yeah, truth. Yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. We're yeah, not doing but that. But cer certain Trump yeah, supporters. For reference, yeah, guess, yeah. yeah. So for, for reference, we can say that certain Trump reporters, uh, uh, supporters fall would fall in line with what Steve Jensen and her party here in Norway go for. So anyway. Yeah, I can see why you say that. I can see why you say that. So, so I was working, uh, for those who don't know, I used to work for the Norwegian Immigration Service. And I was on the job. And, uh, as I said, CV Enten's party is very involved in, in trying to reform the immigration party, uh, policies in Norway. So they came to where I was working, uh, CV Enten and a little entourage came to where I was working to do, uh, you know, like an inspection just to see what we were doing. Cause it was a very, uh, touchy political issue at that time in the political atmosphere in Norway. So she comes to where I'm working and I was, um, you know, I'm still a big guy and muscular and in shape, but even, but then I was in even better shape, a lot leaner. Um, in fact, at that time I didn't have, they didn't have a uniform for me. I was too jacked to fit into a uniform. So I was wearing civilian clothes. So Steve Jensen walks by the little station where I was working and she kind of looked me up and down and she says, well, she said it in Norwegian, but I'll say the English equivalent. She says, oh my, but you, you look, you look big and strong. So I looked her up and down and I says, oh, you're not so bad yourself. <laughs> oh, you're bad boy. You. So that was, that was my little flirtatious exchange with the leader of a political party here in Norway. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. You know what we have not been talking about? What's that? Gear. Ah. You know, I, I am a gear head, you know, as a sound engineer, I'm, uh, and we haven't touched that either, you know. Um, you know, I I am so I've told I've said this to you so many times. I am so 
unknowledgeable when it comes to gear. You know, I'm a musician. I have my own studio. I can use what I have in my studio, but my lack of knowledge about gear will keep me using the same equipment for years simply because I'm afraid to switch it out because then I'll have to learn how to use something new. And as a general rule, learning to use some new equipment goes very bad for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll work on that. I mean, I need to have you over. You got to get over here, man, and look at what I have and give me some tips on upgrading my stuff. Yeah, as soon as this uh, lockdown situation is done, you know, yeah. I'm, I, I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, so I love that. I love gear. I love you know, but yeah, there's like this gear for for sound engineering and stuff, and which I've been doing for better part of twenty years. Yeah. Uh, sort of makes me feel old saying that, but you know, I've, I've done. I worked ten years at um, at Drummond's uh, Theater, the theater in Drummond, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, they like both. They have like concerts and everything. Yeah. You know, everything is going on there from from stage performances to to rock shows, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I did my ten years there before I. I Actually, I left that because my kid was going to school, and I, at my, my education says that I'm a school teacher, so I went back to to teaching, and I'm, okay, yeah, I'm doing, yeah, I'm teaching music at a high school in Norway. Yeah. I don't know if it's a high school. It's it's that's it that's the equivalent, is it? Yeah, is it? yeah, that would be the closest equivalent here. Uh, that school goes from eighth grade to 10th grade, which, you know, in America, it goes from ninth grade to 12th grade, but it's a, roughly the equivalent of a high school. Or I guess you yeah, could say, okay. maybe you could say a junior high school. I don't, I don't know. The education system is so different from... Somewhere around that area, yeah. 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 So, yeah, and I teach, uh, I teach music there, and I love it, though. Uh, but at the same time, I, besides being in a rock band and, and make my own music, um I get to do this uh, odds and off shows as a sound engineer. I've been touring with some Norwegian uh, rather famous acts, actually, in, in Norway, Fyvil um, Hagen and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in that manner, I have to give a big shout out to my wife, Anita, uh, and my family, because they're, <laughs> they're giving me a lot of space. To do Hi, this Anita. Thing. Thank you for giving that I'm on a lot of space. I tell you, <laughs> no, but, but you know what? That's, that's, that's so good. You know, some people can say, oh, that's so cheesy. Why is he giving a shout out to his wife? I tell you what, I, I, and I'm sure you can agree with me or you can identify with this. I'm very fortunate that I get to, you know, kind of in air quotes, play around with these things that I love to do. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, turn my hobbies into a job, you know, this with podcasting, this thing with music and writing for others, stand up. And I couldn't do that if I didn't have a wife who supported me in those endeavors. Absolutely, absolutely. And and that and and I'm aware of that. You know, I'm aware of the fact that I'm I'm a really fortunate man. You know, yeah. I I get We to, are. We are. To, yeah. Yeah, we are. I mean, I get to work with music. I get to spend a lot of time doing stuff that are not like family related. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, I th- I hope that uh, she sees that it gives me joy that I can bring back to the family. I'm sure she uh, sees it. My wife, um, Snoopy, she sees that me being able to 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 write, perform, uh, do stand up, do this podcast. That gives me a little kick of energy that I then bring back into the family. It makes me a better husband and father that I'm able to do these things that I do. I'm sure your wife sees it the same way. 
Yeah, yeah, she yeah. must. <laughs> if if not, I mean, we've been together for a couple of twenty years or something. That long? Okay. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, going at it. Yeah. But um, I've been with Snoopy for twenty years. Yeah, there you go. Been with her for twenty. So, been married for eighteen. It'll be uh, it'll be eighteen years of marriage. The twenty seventh of April for us. Oh, you beat me then. Uh, oh. I, have to, I have to use my kid as, as a reference. So he's, he's <laughs> seven, right? well, we've been married for eight years. <laughs> or nine, I guess, we're pushing now because he's turning eight. But together but, together for 20. Yeah, together for, for 20. Uh, 23, actually. Now, 20, 22, sorry, 22 years. Let's get into be uh, a rare thing. People aren't sticking together very long. No, they're not. I don't know that many people. I'm not quite sure that that's true anymore because more and more people are sticking together. Ah, I feel that. I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think among the people that I know. I don't know too many who have been together over over 20 years. I don't know. Maybe it's just the crowd I hang out with. Yeah. (laughs) Not that I hang out with a crowd. I'm actually pretty isolated. (laughs) (laughs) Let me do a little introspection here. Oh man! Well, you know the clubs you hang at are not the same clubs as I hang out. At, so, <laughs> hey, different strokes for let's different folks. Let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. <laughs> no, no, no. And so I get to do all this, and digital send as uh, not talking about that because that is taking a lot of time. So, well, let but, me ask you: Can you see yourself making a career change and putting more time into this digital stage? And, and, and you know, you guys have, you guys have founded a business now. I know. I know. As of now, um, no, no, uh, not, not, I mean, why? Cause it's not big I, enough. I, lo- or? I love teaching. I love teaching. I, I'm very happy where I'm at. I, I love uh, teaching. I love, Working with kids, uh, it's a big school I'm working at, so it is, I'm, I'm, it getting, is. I'm getting um, getting to meet a lot of people, and and as as long as I feel that I can make a difference, uh, I'm gonna stick I to where you. I'm at. I hear you. Somewhere down the line, when this, I'm still gonna be working with this digital salon, and somewhere down the line, I reckon that there will be. Um, there will be a need for a decision to be made okay. uh, to as if uh, am I going to continue doing two jobs or am I going to stick yeah. to one job? Yeah. <clears throat> and somewhere down the line, I hope there's room for me uh, working on digital Sen and uh, on a more permanent base. But right now, no, you I don't, don't want to do it. You are a teacher. That is your passion for the moment. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and as long as I get to do like, I get to uh, do some sound engineer gigs, I get to go on, on small tours, I get to play my music and yeah. do whatever I'm, I'm doing. You know, this is, I'm living the dream. You know, you I'm, are living the dream. And that is one of the things that attracts me to you. Um, I can't remember exactly how you and I met, but when we met, I felt the friendship immediately. You're just a good guy. <laughs> I'll I'll just say yeah, it. you're just a good guy. And there's there's a there's a um, I don't know. There's a connection. You seem to think very in very similar ways. You seem to have a life that has a path that is very similar to mine. 
So uh, well, that's good. Yeah, you're I, just a good guy. I, was man. Thinking, I, I can't, I can't really remember how we met. Yeah, yeah, I do know. Uh, I think it was Henning Remme who sent me your number. That's right. Said, yes, give this guy a call. Yes, Henning. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I love that guy. That's my brother right there. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's the man that I've known the longest uh, here in Norway. And he's my number one. You know, for the most part, I write for my own solo project. But when I write for others or in cooperation with others, he is the number one uh, songwriting partner that I have. So that's I, I've known him for the entire time I've been here in Norway. I've only understood what he's been saying for about six months, but I've known him. <laughs> <laughs> I've known him for eighteen years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I don't. I don't under. I, I mean, I understand his dialect, but for me, and people who live down south here, you know, you and I are speaking English. I speak English when I do my stand up and when I do my podcast. But yeah. otherwise, like on a friendship basis, or usually in a business uh, situation, I speak Norwegian. But then I speak Norwegian with a dialect that is totally different from the local dialect, and I think this dialect down here is very difficult to understand. That's yeah, me. Exactly. I can tell immediately that, oh, you've been living up north. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that is the basis of my dialect is up in Finnmark, uh, a little bit yeah. of uh, Nordtrums and a little bit of Hellbillies. <laughs> if, you, if you melt all that together, that's my dialect. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, I can see that. Yeah. see where you're coming from. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think it's such a great guitar player as well. I mean, I've... I've, I've well, he's one of the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best you're going to find here in Norway. And I and I, yeah, I don't say that lightly. I don't say that lightly. No, no. Last year we did uh, this like this small friends festival over in Sweden um, that that we attend every year. And last year we did this uh, deep purple uh, cover band stuff, going just for fun of it. So the girl who runs the festival basically ordered it. I mean, we've uh, all been playing there for years, and she goes, "Next year you guys are doing deep purple." I'm like, okay, <laughs> what am go. I going to do? You're going to be Ian Gillen. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, so I had to work uh, really hard to get up there at, at that point. And, um, but Henning just sat down with the guitar, and he was Blackmore. I mean, yeah, that was, he's, he's, that was uh, such a good job by him doing that. Uh, and, and an amazing band all around, actually. It was yeah. so much fun playing with those guys. Yeah, you got, that was a good bunch of guys. And, uh, and, yeah. and Henning, Henning is just a solid, he's, he's very musical. There's a, there's a lot of guys who play guitar, but Henning has a certain musicalness, if that's a word, a musical, uh, it's like, he, it's like yeah, he, got but, an, yeah. he got an infusion with musicality at some point in his life, and it's just in his blood. Um, yeah, for the thing is, I mean, let, yeah, let's talk about that musicality for a while because you have people that are playing like fast as f, yep, and they're just raising away, yeah. But it's all technique. I mean, there's no, there's no feel to it. They're just applying that technique to everything they're doing. You know, it's oh, there's a song. Let's play the the hell out of it. You know, let's just play this as fast as we can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then there's like the the Neil Youngs, which I do live love the Neil Young solos, like the one string guitar solos. Oh, oh I love cin that Cinnamon Girl solo is just oh, uh, oh it's fantastic, you know. And I, actually, recently, what was that? It was a Beatles song. Um, what's it? Uh, hey Jude, I'm gonna I'm gonna find that song later on. Um, I was listening to it, and the guitar solo kicked in. 
Yeah. Like it's not that hard. It's not difficult, but the sound of that guitar just gave uh, me that chill. You know, I just my hair stood up on my arms. Like whoa! I've never. Sound, now a lot that, of people, that, a lot of people are gonna just cross me off their list right now when I say this. But I have never been a big Beatles fan, ever. <laughs> Where's the cross? No, no, actually, but you know, <laughs> Beatles, Beatles are. How should I put it? They're a big part of my musical background as a background if you know what i mean I've, I've never been a big beatles fan you know i love okay. some of their songs uh but i used one of those songs in in for educational purposes okay uh, a couple of weeks ago and i went through the motion and i was listening to a song and this one point this guitar solo kicks in yeah. And the timing and the sound and the, the voicing of the guitar was just like, you know, when you get that moment. Do you remember sound, what song it was? Uh, to be honest, I'm actually looking for it now. Okay. I'm, yeah. uh, right now, it's just out of my yeah, head. I, I don't I know. The, Be the Beatles, uh, okay, I, I can acknowledge their, their significance uh, in the history of music. I can, I can acknowledge that. Uh, they were they were good at what they did. There's there's certain songs that I think are fantastic, absolutely. Um, but I get more, you know, if you think of that whole thing that is the Beatles, I get more enjoyment out of certain aspects. In other words, of the certain members, I think Paul McCartney, the stuff he did with Wings. You know, some people write that stuff oh, off, but I love it. Uh, yeah. George Harrison is just a golden gem of a musician. Uh, may he rest in peace. But but so so I like th those two as individuals. But but the I don't know. People are gonna cross me off, but I just don't see what the big deal was about the Beatles, uh, or or with John Lennon uh, uh, for that matter. I just don't. I just don't see it. Oof! Does that hurt? Does that hurt you? I, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> No, but I, you know, I, I totally respect what you're saying, and and I don't have a problem with that at all. So no, I'm, and I'm I understand. Like yeah, and I understand that people like the Beatles. Yeah, I understand why people like them, but it just doesn't ring for me. It just doesn't. Let's not and let's not get into that whole uh, Rolling Stones discussion at all, because that's gonna then we're gonna have a problem. So let's just leave that out of here. Let's just leave that out. <laughs> So my, 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 my entrance to this was I was bringing this on myself. I know that, but um, my, my take on it was uh, like guitar and the guitar sounds, you know, because yeah. Henning has that touch, that feel that, you know, when he yes. starts to play at, at some points, you just go, whoa, yeah, that was such a good timing on that like yeah. entrance on that solo or the way he touches music. So, yes. yeah, he's, he's super... He's got that understanding of music that a lot of people do. And I love that. I have, so, I have, um, I would, I'm going to guess I have over 200 songs that Henning and I have written together. Um, you know, the, the, the lyrical side of it is finished. Uh, it's the musical side. That's only like a, a rough draft phase. Uh, but the melody and the lyrics totally finished about 200 songs that Henning and I have done together. And if you could hear the variety in that catalog of sounds, 
Um, and one by one, these songs are coming out. You know, there's what, maybe 30 of those songs that have come out on the two Rem- Remy Brothers albums. There's yeah. 10 or 12 of them that have come out on Henning's uh, side projects. Um, uh, if you just listen to, to the Remy Brothers band, if you listen to Henning with Red Rockets, um, if you listen to... So- yeah. So you you are not editing this at all. No, not in the slightest bit. No okay. editing. So we're gonna, so what I'm gonna trick you into doing now is to say that we're gonna sit down and we're gonna go through your catalog with uh, the songs you've done, and uh, I'm gonna get to steal some of those. Oh. <laughs> uh, what you uh, mean? You mean you mean you want to to record some of them? Yeah, let's see what happens. Let's sit down one day and, and, and go through them and see if uh, any of those fit me. You and you and I and Henning, we should all sit down and see. I'm I'm gonna say this. If you if you saw Which on my if you if you saw on my Facebook, I think it was two days ago, I posted something. It was a picture, it was a promo picture of the Remy Brothers band, and I said it's been something to the effect of it's been too long since we since we've worked together. Uh, let's get going. I posted that kind of to call them out. And I posted yeah. it because it's been, it's been what, almost 10 years since we did our last album. And yet here we are sitting with this huge catalog of songs. And I want to get that stuff out there. Now, I'm not trying to diss those guys. I'm not trying to, to but I do want to put them on the spot. We have all this music, uh, mostly written by Henning and I, and I'm sure the other guys have some contributions as well, but there's this huge catalog of songs and it needs to get out there. It's, yeah, exactly. it's, I love, that's the thing. I mean, how many musicians are out there with an enormous catalog of songs that they've done? They're like, oh, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I don't well, like this. Oh, well, yeah, you know, and I know. Yeah, you know. My is how am I to decide? I mean, and I teach this to the kids. You know, you, if you make a song uh, that means something to you, and you think it's nice, you think it's good, uh, you maybe you bring it to someone who can help you make it better. Uh, maybe rearrange some chord progressions. Maybe do some production stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe look at the lyrics. Uh, just you know, basically work the song a little bit. Um, and you record it and you put it out there. Yes. And then someone says, I don't like it. It's not a good song. It's not like, it's not this, it's not that. And you start to listen to them. Um, but then you get this one person who says, you know what? That song, that really meant a lot to me. Exactly. Yeah. That song, and, and that shows you who am I to deprive people of bring, taking something from my songs, you know? Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Uh, my, I had this one moment we were doing a game. Yeah. Okay, people, we had like a 10 minute break while the telephone, I'm sorry, while the internet uh, just totally fell out. But now I've got, uh, and I am on Olsen back on the telephone. All right. There yeah. we are. Let's see. Let me there turn you up a little bit louder. There we go. Yeah, let's bring, yeah, bring the noise. Bring the noise. <laughs> there we go. No, but. Um, just to kind of bring things to a close, we were talking about uh, this big, this huge catalog of songs that I have uh, that I've written with Henning and uh, they're just sitting there. 
and you were talking about how your student, you, you tell your students, you know, if you have an idea, put it out there. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the judgment, you know. And, and, no, that's true. That's true. And I guess the way I look at that is, is uh, you know, of course I want people to hear my music and I hope they enjoy it. But I have kind of an internal or a selfish or self-satisfying um, reason for making music. I just want to get my thoughts out there. I want to get my expression out there. And once I've done that, then the battle is won. I've, yeah. I win, you know, and then if people enjoy it, that's great. And of course I want people to enjoy it. You that, know? That's such a, such a good take on it. I, w- I was working with an artist um, called Rebecca Cardiord. Uh, she's an amazing artist, uh, Norwegian, but lives in Sweden. Uh, and I was touring Europe with her with um, her uh, album uh, "Use My Body While It's Still Young." I did uh, as a sound engineer. Yeah. And and she had an interview once that uh, they asked about. She she went through a lot of hard stuff. I mean, with um, uh, miscarriage and stuff, and that resulted in an album. Uh-huh. Uh, and in this interview, they were talking about this and. And they got into this fact that, well, isn't it hard to play these songs? That sort of brings you back to to everything. And when you're on stage, you're singing these songs about these really hard times. Uh-huh. And she says something that's, it's been ringing in my ears since. It's been like, she says something to the effect that, well, while I'm working with the songs, you know, I cry. Uh-huh. Uh, I I work my emotions into these songs you know i uh-huh. i work through my my fears and my demons through the songs so by the time they are done and by the time i'm playing them for an audience they are processed i see you know, they are i i have cried so many times over this i have been working with this so much that it's become like a natural part of me and i, I can address it that's such a beautiful way to, to, yeah, you to know, see songwriting. That is, and and that kind of reflects what I have always said about my writing, is it's therapeutic. Yeah, um, it's that little magic pill <clears throat> that makes uh, that makes everything feel better, or at least that little magic pill that puts you in a situ or in a position to deal with the things that you need to have feel better. Yeah. So that sure. uh, wow, that's that's kind of beautiful. That's. Uh, yeah, if, if you don't know that artist, you need to check her out because she, she's got so many beautiful things going on. Say say her name again. Rebecca Cariord. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send it to you. You can find her on the Google page, you know. The internet. Interwebs. Yeah. <clears throat> no, so... so um, well, I tell that, you... So that it, it's, it's so much fun making fun of that, that whole internet, uh, interweb thing, just... <laughs> There's a lot of people who really don't get what's going on on there. I mean, I have some really interesting um, talks this le- this last weeks about these things because the, the, particularly this one guy who was talking to me and he was really angry at mm-hmm. uh, this troubadour guy playing all the time on our page. Okay, he was like. Uh, well, he's taking up all the stage. I mean, he's he's on the stage for hours after hours, and he's taking all the space. Like, what are you talking about? Well, th- th- I can't play because he's on the stage. He's taking off the stage. And I'm like, hmm. dude, 
there's a million streams literally yeah. uh, every day uh, going on simultaneously. And you cannot stream your stuff because he is streaming his stuff. Sounds like that guy has a jealousy itch issue. Yeah, but I, no, but he was angry because this guy was, in his mind, he was occupying the stage, the wall on our Facebook page. Maybe he just doesn't understand how the wall works. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And there's a lot of those going around, you know. And so, but I think we're all learning. Uh, it's it's a hard it's a hard battle, but it is. Uh, it's, it's it's rather. I mean, it's, it's a fun part. It well, is. it is fun, and it, and it is a learning process. Uh, I can say for myself, I know I'm not using uh, the internet in all of the ways that I could, but I, I'm, I'm trying to learn. I'm in that process of learning. Yeah. Um, I'm not a technophobe, but technology and I do not get along. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. I'll oh. fix that. I'm going to get that fixed. <laughs> yeah. But, no, but I'm, you know, I, I love technical stuff. That's my, you know, I, I do. I'm, I'm, a. I wouldn't call myself a geek because there's a lot of geeks out there who out geek me in so many ways. <laughs> uh, so, but I'm, I'm interested, uh, yeah, and I yeah. do like like new gear, and I love looking at that. But by the end of the day, I go back to my my studio and I plug my 1968 Goya guitar into my uh, <laughs> Vox AC30 tube amp, and I get exactly what i need back to the I get basics my yeah back to the basics but that whole process of of reaching out and kind of you know <clears throat> investigating new sounds investigating new uh pieces of equipment that's got to be fun i see the fun yeah. in that absolutely yeah to me and <laughs> i was discussing this i can't remember with whom um and i discussed the the joy of buying a new guitar oh yeah why do you need yeah. why do you need new guitars why do you need and of course, my wife, as every person who lives with a, a musician would say, why do you need another guitar? Why do you need another pedal or an amp or a new piano or whatever? Like, and as I, in every guitar I buy, there's an uh, unlimited amount of songs that are different from the songs I write on this guitar. I totally agree. Now, the last mm. guitar, I don't have a lot of guitars, <clears throat> but I do have some. Uh, and the last one I bought about two months ago was an Ibanez AS53. All right, yeah. Hollow body electric. And it's just, I've always wanted a hollow body or a semi hollow body. I yeah. finally got it. And good Lord, the shift in musical focus that that has brought about. Um, uh, we talked yeah, a little, that's, that's it's, what it's, I love. It's, it's just a totally new set of songs. Uh, that, that that this one guitar I, I paid this money for one guitar and I and it just it uh, it exploded in my mind with new ideas for new types of songs. I've gotten the basic framework for maybe five or six new songs yeah. already from just from buying that one guitar. Yeah, and, and I think that's <laughs> that's uh, a really. I mean, I get a lot of of beef from some of my friends because they they are like well, play your guitar and you just need one guitar and you'll make your music on that. And yeah, but <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I understand, you know, maybe I'm less of a musician that they are uh, or a less of a composer or, or anything, but um, to me, I, 
and me that it's it's a matter of, of inspiration. Yes, I mean, exactly. Uh, and as you said, that, that tonal palette that gives you that that well, absolutely sound, that, that the way it sounds brings about an entirely different ball game. Exactly. For me to, for me to play uh, like and if I'd have uh, like my Telecaster though, if I play if I play that that brings a, a very distinct type of sound well it's my gear well that's what i was going to say every guitar sounds different you know if yeah. you play guitar you don't have to be you know uh some kind of uh, a musical wizard if you're just any average joe who picks up a guitar and plays it and then you put that one down and you pick up a different guitar and play that you will hear and feel the difference and that sound that different sound and that different feeling stimulates to a different musical path for sure for so sure, it will it, it will bring out new songs. It will bring out new yeah. It, it's it's a it's a musical stimulation to bring in a new piece of equipment, whether it's a new keyboard, a new bass, a new guitar, a new yeah. acoustic, whatever. I just I just recently started like playing around with the piano. Um, I'm I'm not a piano player at all, uh, but I know sort of how to play the basic chords and do some melodies and stuff on the piano, and. It's it's super fun because it gives me an entirely different way of creating music and yeah. seeing music. And I can make a song on the piano and sing to it, and it sounds super cool. And then I can translate it to the to my guitar. Uh -huh. yeah. But but it wouldn't be the same though. I mean, it, some songs are just made it's a different for the feel. piano. Yeah, it's yeah. a different feel. So uh, it's a matter of attack. It's a matter of, of feel and, and the way that the, the sounds themselves uh, manifest yeah. when you play them. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, it's that's a, why I love gear. That's why I love to, to experiment with different types of gear and stuff. So you teach music. <clears throat> Would that yeah. say then that you have a lot of tr musical training in your background? Do you know music theory very well? Not as much as I would love to. Can you read um, Can you read music? Yeah, give me enough hours, I would. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I know the theory about it. You know, I'm, I'm not trained because that's something, that's a skill you need to, to, uh, to work with. Yeah. You know, that's uh, to read musical sheets and stuff like that. You need to, uh, you need to do that a lot, I think. You know, I know the theory of it. I know how to do it. Uh, I can, with enough time, put a musical sheet into my guitar playing or whatever. Yeah. Am I able to play it? I don't know. But um, yeah. but I know enough to, to teach it, you know, to point, to, uh, to point out how to do it. And then someone else have to spend their time uh, making it automated for themselves. I see. No. That is one thing I wish I had a little bit more of. Or, well, actually, I have no <laughs> training, no theoretical training at all. And that's that's what I'm trying to tell the kids. You know, this is your time. Yeah. Spend it now. You know. Yeah. Because. Uh, and it's not like, oh, you're not going to live forever. You got to do everything now. No, but the thing is, now you don't think you have the time for it now, but you do. This is when you actually have time to be good at something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is when you start need to start to work with, if you want to play guitar, just do it. Just do it. Because you learn so fast, 
and you take an interest in things so deeply. Uh, and there are a lot of kids who start out like in eighth grade, and by the time they get get out of there in tenth grade, they are way past me in their guitar playing. Like, oh yeah, there's some talented difficult. Yeah, yeah, there's some talented kids out there. I was I was also a teacher. That was my first job um, when I came to Norway. I was a I, I was yeah. le- I led an after school program, and I was a teacher, music teacher, and I did that job with zero theoretical background and limited skills on playing guitar, piano, and bass. And there were kids in eighth, ninth grade that were. <laughs> the talent that they had on the guitar was, you know, playing all this complicated, almost classical type of scales and whatnot. And they can yeah. play, play anything they hear on the radio and things you don't hear on the radio. It's just amazing. There's some kids out there with a lot of talent. I love, yeah. And I love, you know, cause they have the time and they have, Oh, I love YouTube. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I send all my, if, if I got a, a skilled guitar player who wants to like pursue guitar, uh, you know, yeah. blast the heck out of YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many great lessons. You know, people, yeah. uh, there, there's some YouTubers out there that are putting the time into doing some very great lessons on, on YouTube. So I highly recommend that. No matter how old yeah. you are, if you want to learn how to play guitar or, or get better at guitar, check out YouTube. So yeah, many guitar true. lessons there. And, and even, I mean, even if the lesson isn't that good, uh, you'll They'll learn something. You'll learn yeah. something, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, big show that. So and but what I'm saying to the kids, you know, they're, they're, we talked about this, you know, the time and and the age we're at, and uh, I always say to my kids, you know what, I've spent like the first years of my life, you know, up to the the point where I'm at now, you know, or, or ten years ago, uh, saying to myself that my music is not good enough. No, uh-huh. nobody will like this. Nobody will love this, um, and I've sort of kept it in, you know. Yeah. And that's what I'm telling all these kids and everyone who wants to to create music, just do it. Just you know, do it's, it. It's like Nike. Uh, create the music, make the song, record it, put it in a drawer if you want to, but just go through the motions. Yeah. The more songs you make, the more songs you fu- uh, you finish. Uh, the better you will be at the process. Well, I Do always you make better songs, not necessarily, because these songs may be really good. Uh, you just need to hit your audience. Exactly, exactly. Well, and and repetition leads to betterment. You know, the more often sure. the more often you do it, the better at it you're going to get. Again, the quality of the songwriting may vary. You might have a bad day, and maybe you didn't write that song. Uh, as well as you could, but the process of... But, but who is to say? Who is to say what a good song is? That's, that's my true. point. I mean, that's true. Who, is, who is the judge? Yeah. Are, are, we, are we making the music for the industry, uh, for some guy at an office or, or girl at an office, or are we making um, this song for ourselves, first of all? Uh, and if anyone at all finds you know, interest in the song or it means something to someone. Um, that is, I mean, you've done it. Yeah. You've yeah. actually made an impact in someone else's life with your music. Yeah. And that being, if that is a song you wrote at 15, 16 years of age and you played it with your limited skills on piano and you recorded it with your 
limited microphone gear, but it sounds authentic. Yeah, from the heart. It, it yep. touches something yep. within you. Yeah. I mean, why should why should you listen to someone who says this is not good enough? Yeah, you know, and I mean, I've, and I and I'm kind of glad to see <clears throat> that the music business is kind of falling apart because you had these guys in suits and ties deciding who was going to be heard, who was good enough to be heard. Yeah. Uh, and now with things like YouTube, with things like relatively affordable home recording equipment, people can bypass those suits and ties and they can just do their thing and put their music out um, regardless of the end result, regardless of the number of uh, downloads or views or whatever. They can have that satisfaction as an artist of recording their music and putting it out there. Uh, and nobody, nobody can get in their way. No, you could argue though that it's been there's too much. I mean, well, there everyone, is that side of it. There's everyone, a lot of junk yeah, out there. Yeah, everyone is sort of, um, everyone is is uh, mm. fulfilling their dream. You yes, know? yeah. There's a lot of junk out there. Yeah, <laughs> but but so you, you, as a as an as an audience, you need to work more for. To, to sort of sort out everything. Well, well, uh, yeah, and I think I think it should be up to the audience. Uh, yeah. Whereas before it was up to that radio radio executive or that record label executive what got sure. heard. Now, okay, everybody and the grandmother is putting out music, so there's a lot of junk out there. But within that junk are a few gems, and let the audience decide what they want to hear. Right. Yeah. So that's and which which brings us back to to digital Senna. There you which go. Sort of the, the nice. idea of. Okay, there is a lot of junk there. I, I got to admit that. You know, there's a lot of people who should never be on a stage or yeah. let, let alone be out of the house if you if you want to go that way. But, yeah. um, uh, but within all these that are putting it, I mean, they, they, find, they find joy in it. You know, for them, it's, it's, it's self-fulfilling to... to make music and yeah. put it out there. We are actually taking down a lot of stuff that is coming into our wall. You know so what I, a, yeah. we, we need, we need to, we need to sort of protect some people from sure. themselves. Sure. Um, but in the end, uh, and a lot of people have addressed this uh, on the page, like, why are you making such a fuss over a stream that you don't like? Yeah. When don't you watch just, it. Don't just watch it. Move along, go to another stream, find something that you do like. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see someone who up until this point has just been someone who sat alone in their bedroom or in their own living room playing an acoustic guitar and singing songs that they made. I'd like to see that person somehow maybe get in touch with a good sound technician, uh, get in touch with some people who have some decent camera equipment, gather that them up and that, yeah, exactly. Gather them up and then get in touch with you guys and then boom, now they're exposed to that audience that's potentially as big as 150,000 plus. And when sure. those kind of things are happening, people who want to criticize just need to be quiet. They're not seeing the beauty in what Digital Sen is, is, is offering. And oh. I feel sorry for those people who want to stay on the negative and complain because this, that, or the other stream. I mean, yeah, there, there, there's always going to be people yeah. around like that. Yep. Yep. So, but, but I, I just gotta before we we close this stuff. I just need to address one thing about the digital digital stage. Yeah, because people think that when we have a pro show, 
that we close the entire page down. We don't. We just send you into your own um, your own arrangement. Exactly. So you can, you can yeah. still post. You are not being cut off from the stage. Right. You are just being told to go to your room and and perform there. Yeah. You are being told that's your stage. That's your stage. We have numerous stages. Yeah. You know, just just create that stage for yourself within Digital Senan, and then you can f- perform there. The only thing that you will not get is the full attention of the wall. Exactly. Like the page. But they so can will still do their stream. Yeah. Yes. The only thing that uh, that means is that you have to uh, work your promo stuff. Yeah. And if you if you don't want to do the promo promotion, then you I mean. There you go. <laughs> That's on you. Uh, and some of the people in here are actually understood this. They have built an audience. They've been uh, worked with their production and their promotion. Mm-hmm. And when they play gigs, even though it's a, a pro gig going on, they still get people to their room because people want to listen to them. Because I would think if you have a Facebook page and you have maybe 3,000 friends... Yeah. Uh, on your Facebook page, if you promo just among your 3,000 friends on Facebook, you're going to get a decent handful of people that will then go over to Digital Sin and watch you perform. It's really as well, simple you as should, that. Yeah. It's really yeah. as simple as that, isn't it? And we are, t- we are looking at streams. like it's like Our numbers are all messed up. Uh, I-, I was watching a stream the other day, and it had 250 people. Uh, mm-hmm. looking S- mm-hmm. simultaneously you know yeah. uh, by the end i think about four thousand people had been into that concert at some point uh-huh. but like uh and uh, on an average it jumped between 200 and 250 people at the same time watching it yeah. uh it's a whole system of, of algorithms going on here but the thing is when did you when was the last time you played a gig for 250 people Exactly, and, and and we're looking at streams and like okay, you had you had seven hundred people. Oh, that's that's not enough. That's not a lot of people. Like, are you kidding me? When is the when last time? Exactly. For, yeah. Think about that. Um, and that's the thing. And we had uh, we had um, uh, Backstreet Girls doing. They had nearly four thousand people. Think about simultaneously it. Yeah. looking at their gig. <clears throat> that's a lot of people. And then I look at it also this way: if People, I, I hope people. You, know, you said the, the the money that people are donating uh, to these artists is, has gone down, and that's fine. But if people would just give ten kroners, ten Norwegian yeah. kroners, uh, and you have two hundred feet, two hundred fifty people watching, that's two thousand five hundred kroners, which is roughly two hundred and fifty dollars for you to perform for a half hour, forty minutes, maybe. Yeah, that that goes a long way towards supporting that musician's uh, furtherance of their art. So I hope people, I hope people keep anybody listening out there, keep in mind that's one thing to watch, but it's another to just give uh, a a dollar for those of you uh, listening in the States, give a dollar, give a dollar and a hundred of you watch. Well, that musician now has a hundred dollars that they've made. Yeah, of course. I mean, so, so that's the thing. I mean, it doesn't for this um, this Norwegian VIPs thing, which is like ra- super easy. Just punch in a yeah, number, punch in and, a the number and send the money. Mo- and send the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I like put in a ten. 
that's yeah. uh, that's a good. It's not a lot of money. You You're not going to miss that ten that ten that you put in, but that artist will certainly feel that ten if one hundred of you do it. That's a thousand. For sure. So, I tell you, for man, sure. I I I I bow and take my hat off for for you and I'm on Olson and everybody. At Digital yeah, and everybody. Sand, uh, everybody who's taken part in Digital Sand, whether you're an artist, whether you're a, a viewer who has then contributed uh, money to these artists, everybody behind Digital Sand who has made it happen, all of the sound technicians, the lighting people, the camera people, it's just an organization of, it's a gathering of a lot of people who truly care about the art of music. And yeah, it's, it's, it's remember to, to understand that we, we are not... Uh, we only have friends. Digital Send is just a, a, a promotional yep. uh, platter. I mean, we, we we work with promotion and we, so in hard words, words we restream. I mean, we, we put it out there. Yeah. The, the real people who is doing the real jobs are out, you know, playing the music, doing the cameras, doing the audios and everything. And so that's important to get out there. But it's been a hard job i mean we've been doing this for four weeks now um for free obviously yeah, yeah. there there is no money in this for us no so uh um, as of now at least yeah. um but i mean i'm so impressed about many of the people working their ass off around this entire country creating content and yeah. It's beautiful to watch. Out to the people, yeah. It's it a is. really beautiful thing to see to watch this thing unfold and see what it's doing for people, yeah. both for the listeners and for the performers. And now so, the big, the big artists are coming in. I mean, there's going to be um, there's I can't remember the name of the page. I'm really, really sorry for that, but there's a page that are arranging a sort of a festival with all the big international artists Norway has on their oh. page. Uh, that you have you you can buy tickets um but by the end of the day i think we have a lot of we have we are booked like weekends are booked uh up till summer oh wow huh. uh so and we are we still have spots that we could fill in and we're going to do it but it's it just shows how <sighs> how creative people are uh and these are just rather national big artists that yeah. are booked uh, well, so, I'm not a I'm not a nationally known artist, but I am uh, a musician, and I I can feel my I, I feel like a racehorse in uh, in a cage trying to jump out. I wish <laughs> I wish my arm my shoulder was not messed up. I would lo I would love to get on uh, uh, Digital Sand and, and and do like a short little half hour show. Let Henning be your, your right hand. Let Henning be your guitar. Yeah, man. you know, but again, it's the the thing is, is you know, I I have asthma, so so right, if yeah. I get if I get this virus, it's probably going to hit me hard. I haven't yeah. been out since the tenth of March. I did a oh, stand I did man. a stand up show in Oslo on the tenth, and I haven't been out since then. So uh -huh. I I yeah. So that's my situation. Yeah, we've been we've been more or less quarantined as well since we yeah. came from the US. Yeah. Uh, I was just job for a couple of days and then I just went home. Yeah. Yeah. So um So that's my that's my situation right there, but and, if it wasn't for that man, I would I would oh. I can just feel it. I, like I said like a, like a racehorse ready to yeah. ready to start running. I I I've been but I don't know. I've, I've had my outlet. I have used all this time to sit in the studio quite a bit. I've done a lot of writing. I've got some, uh, I've got the framework for, for five, six new songs. Yeah. So, um, 
It has not been time wasted. And this has not been time wasted. I have really enjoyed talking to you, my friend, Raymond. Yeah, you too, my friend. It's been super nice. I, I guess, you know what? You told me, well, you, you can talk for half an hour or something like, have you met me? <laughs> uh, and I said, well, some of our podcasts are two hours and like, um, now we're getting there. I, I guess we, I guess we could be here for another three or four hours just talking. But uh, for, for, the, for the sake of everyone's uh, mental, <laughs> mental health, we, I think we need to wrap it up soon. Well, you know what's causing me to wrap it up? I can smell. Now, my studio is way on the far end of my house, but I can smell. Uh, baked salmon. My wife, Snoopy, Snoopy and the babies are going out camping. They're going to go isolate themselves up in the mountains. And oh, before fantastic. they, before they leave, we're going to have baked salmon. So I'm smelling that now. And it's, uh, and we have, we haven't even, we haven't even discussed food. Oh man. Oh, oh man. <laughs> We need to do a second one of these because we got so much stuff to talk about. Well, I tell you what, Raymond, you are welcome anytime. I've already told you you're <laughs> welcome anytime in my home and you're welcome anytime on the podcast. I think this has been a great episode. I have enjoyed uh, profiling what you're doing with Digital Sen. Uh, that's oh, D-I- I'm so glad you do. D-I-G-I-T-A-L-S-C-E-N-E-N. Digital Come say Sane. hi, people. Go on Digital cool. Sane on Facebook. Yeah. Check them out. Check out the quality of the, the performances there. And uh, Raymond Olsen, I love you, brother. Yeah, you too, my take, friend. You too. Take care of yourself, and we will talk again soon. Yeah, we will. Okay. okay bye. 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 All right, everybody. Raymond Olsen, a good friend of mine, great musician, a great man in uh, the music world of Norway. Thank you all for listening. Bye now. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm coming yes, home. I am. Yes, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Yes, I am, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Lord, I'm coming home.